Welcome, welcome, everybody. Week 10 of the NFL season is in the books. The sports memory is here, as always, to overreact to it. Today, we're joined by Mr. Brandon Brister, of course, Mr. Marcus Anthony, and myself, Mr. Drew Forbes. Let's kick this thing off, baby. Week 10, NFL Overreactions. Another wild week of the 2020 season. Uh, None wilder, really, than that Bills-Cardinals game, which I think is the game of the year so far. Is there anything better? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, that'll go down in time as one of the greatest plays uh, of all time. You know, one of the best regular season plays, without a doubt. That was incredible. It's, it's kind of uh, reminded me of the uh, Rams-Chiefs. Uh, I think it was a Monday night game over in, uh, in Mexico a couple years ago. Um, obviously not as many points, but, man, exciting from start to finish. Running at the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary. I mean, did you see the way Kyler threw that ball? Like, I mean, he literally just – was he even looking where he was throwing, or did he just – I mean, it looked like a heave. Every time he's on the field, it's like he's playing, you know, like a flag football game. Uh, he's so exciting to watch. We talked about it last week. I mean, they're, they're one of the most exciting teams to watch, period. They're either going to be terrible or they're going to give you a really good game. They play down to their opponents. They play up to their opponents. The Cardinals give you everything you want in watching a game. Um, they got one of those opportunistic defenses. Kyler Murray, I mean, how exciting is that guy? Is is, is he the MVP? He's got to be right now, right? With Russell Wilson falling off? Well, he's, he's definitely in the discussion. Uh, he was obviously one of my uh, favorites going in, but uh, I've been all over Arizona since last year. Um, it, but it's nice to see things coming together for him. Um, I love the guy. Um, he, wouldn't he be the uh, shortest MVP in history? <laughs> Dude, Marcus, I hate I hate telling other people they're right, um, especially when I'm wrong. But <laughs> you you are all over this Cardinals team. You you've been all like you said you've been all over Kyler for for now a season and a half. So you know, great call on your part. Um, but you know, I I still think it's it's going to be whoever has the better record between the Steelers and the Chiefs. If the Chiefs go fourteen and two, fifteen and one. I think Patty Mahomes is going to get it again. Uh, I, I really do think uh, Kyler is in the running, and it's going to determine. But like Marcus said, Kyler's in the mix. But I think team success is going to have a lot to do between the uh, Kyler, Russ, Rogers, Mahomes, Roethlisberger group. I think that group has definitely solidified itself as the four or five teams there. But uh, the rest of the season will let it play out. Well, I think what's getting buried in all this is how good Buffalo played. I mean, Buffalo went into Arizona, almost won the game. I mean, if if, if not for that Kyler Murray play, we'd be talking about the Stephon Diggs play, uh, the incredible, you know, fourth quarter comeback uh, touchdown that Josh Allen engineered. Um, and here we are talking about the Cardinals with this toss-up lucky play. I mean, they stole it. They still, we'd be talking about Buffalo right now uh, yep. and how good Buffalo is without that play. So it's just, it's amazing how fast the hands can change in the NFL. Uh, on both sides of the football, right? Buffalo started with some strong defense and some inconsistent offensive play. Um, I think it really speaks volumes to both teams to, uh, you know, say, hey, we're going to go up against some serious competition, but we're not going to just flop or, you know, get upset or blown out. We're going to, we're here to play. How hilarious is Kyler Murray when he scrambles around? Like, he's such an incredibly, you know, talented, athletic guy. 
But when he runs, he looks like a little like he's like, mm, like you almost just want to pick him up and give him a hug. Like he's so tiny. He's, he, when he runs, I'm always like, oh, that's adorable. That's yeah, adorable. It's, well, it's, it's those you know short, choppy little strides. Um, I, I forget which of it. It's one of those video games where you have the uh, edited creative player and they're like a quarter the size of everyone else. But man, he's he's, he's amazing. Yeah, one of the cheat codes for Madden where you can make yourself tiny or absolutely yep. massive. Yeah. Yeah. Has he got absolutely depleted? Yet I, I can't think of a time he's just been absolutely, you know, ass over elbows. How do you hit him? He's so tiny. So you got to go through to hit him. And he's so shifty. Like, you can't get a sc- solid hit on him. I, I think that could play to his advantage in his career. Um, although, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's a smaller frame guy. But, yeah, he's so small, so shifty. His acceleration is so great. Um, I do wonder, you know, how long he plays because – uh, I mean, can a guy like that play once his legs give out? I, I, I think Russell Wilson is showing us that, you know, he, he can you, you can have short, shifty guys like that at quarterback that last a while. But, man, uh, Kyler Murray does not look like he's built like Russ. Like, Russ has, like, one of those big frames, and Kyler is just – he's a tiny little man. He's so yeah. tiny. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I got high hopes for him. Yeah, are, are the Cardinals going to win the division? Uh, the, you know, I had the – that was one of my predictions. Hey, obviously, I had them going to the Super Bowl um, in the West as one of my bold plays. It's tough, man. The Rams are actually really impressing me right now. Um, I know their offensive has been inconsistent, but defense defense wins championships. It picks up for when your offense is slacking. I truthfully think it's going to come down between the, uh, the two of them. Um, but obviously, I'm giving the edge to my boys in red. Yeah, it's a, they they got a brutal slate coming up. Seahawks, Patriots, who who got back, returned to form, and then Rams. So as a cop out answer, I'm gonna say I don't know. Gun gun to head, no. I, I think the Rams are the most impressive team, especially if you look um, at, at some advanced metrics. I I like I like how the Rams are are built a little bit better on a consistent basis than what the Cardinals can bring. But I do agree with Marcus. I do think it's gonna between be between both of them. Because the Seahawks look lost. They do. I mean, that's one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, and they've kind of built, I, I say, I've said it a lot. They, they build the ship, you know, while they're sailing. They do it every year. They kind of come into the league or into the season. And a lot of times they'll pick up guys, you know, like Clowney, um, Josh Gordon, guys that just kind of give them enhancements like midseason. And there, there just really aren't many guys out there like that that can give them that spark. They need somebody on defense because that defense is terrible. And yep. when Russ isn't cooking, I mean, they, they really have no chance. If, if, if Russ is even slightly fallible in any game, they're done. Yep. And speaking of that, I mean, we'll, let's just talk about it. Seahawks, Rams. Um, right, we talked about last week, the Rams, they had to win this game. They had to show that they can beat the Seahawks. And damn, they beat them and they beat them well. I mean, it wasn't obviously a massive blood or anything like that, but they beat them handedly. Yeah, can we stop talking about how the Rams have only beat the NFC East? Because uh, you know they 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 are showing uh, that they that they can just compete, and that the DVOA maybe wasn't uh, so so far off that we thought that uh, that might be being in effect. And, and well, they the got it with a terrible Jared quarterback team. play. I mean, Jared Goff was not very good. I mean, his stats say it was, but. Um, you know, I watched a little bit of that game and Jared Goff was not very good. He yeah, never it was, is. Well, it's, it's the run game, man. You know, they, they'd get down and punch it in, but guess what? That's where you're going to win when it comes to playoff time, when the weather starts getting a little weird. Um, and that, that's why, that's why the Rams have been solid. They, 
The run game has been inconsistent, but they've got some players over there. And, man, their they're front four on the D-line is stout. Cam Akers with the most carries and the longest rush. It, it has finally had a talent crept to the top. Because I think we've all know that Cam probably has the best talent out of all of them. But whether it was experience or system or whatever it was, he's definitely been the RB3. He looks like he, he got RB1 usage, Drew. Did you, are you seeing a changing of guard there? From a fantasy perspective, it was a really interesting perspective and in, a really interesting game in a lot of ways. Number one, obviously, Cam Akers uh, increased usage. That's huge. Uh, but also from a fantasy perspective, I mean, it was a really bizarre game all around. Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and, and uh, PPR leave combined for about 13 points. Who the hell could have predicted that? <laughs> the Rams have a great defense. But also from a fantasy perspective, this is concerning. If you're a Cooper Cup owner, uh, Cooper Cup had less snaps than both Bobby Trees, Mr. Robert Woods, and uh, uh, they're they're like normally third string wide receiver Reynolds, is, yeah Reynolds, which is pretty bizarre. Uh, Coop, they've been trying to figure out how to use them all year, and I think this game may have been a statement where they're kind of just like, "Man, you're not a conventional wide receiver, and so we're not going to force it." Um, I think it's bad news for Cooper Cup owners from a fantasy perspective going forward. I really do. Um, but then also, uh, is Henderson is his uses in in, in jeopardy? Um, I do think Cam Akers is the more talented guy there. Um, and yeah, I just don't think you can trust anybody on the Rams offense. And the way they're rolling guys out, it's very Patriots-like, wouldn't you say? Like the, the, the running backs by committee, committee, it's really, you know, what have you done for me lately? And uh, they're constantly switching guys. Like you can't depend on anybody there. No, not in the long term. They, it's ride the hot hand. And, you know, as long as it works, that's what they're going to keep doing. Yep. And even Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns. Like a very, very bizarre game. <laughs> uh, in McVeigh, we trust, though, right? I mean, I think uh, we can sit here and question what are they doing with Cooper Cup? What are they doing with their running backs? We'll golf every turn it around. The answer is McVeigh's got to figure it out because he's, he's superior. And said, play to your strengths. That's what they've been good at. People that counted out McVay last year, I mean, you just haven't been paying attention. The guy's an absolute genius. He's going to be in this league for so long. It's insane. I mean, 30 years from now, he will just now be hitting his 60s. Like, it's terrifying. The guy's going to dominate the NFL for so many, so many decades. Uh, yeah. Another, I think what's kind of interesting is there's so much, uh, like, parity in the league. Like, there's a lot of really good talent, quarterback talent, just team talent. Um Kind of makes – I still hate it, but it makes you think that uh, no one's really going to be able to compete, I guess, with the titles that the Patriots were able to uh, push-pull together that run because there's, right. there's just – so everyone's so good everywhere, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, McVay's like – I mean, I know it's early, but he's like Steve Jobs, right? There, there's going to be some product launches that fail, but mostly he's going to continue just to churn out – Good, good product over good product over good product. He, he's someone you can absolutely trust, and uh, it, it's coming together at the right time of the year for him. Yep, yep. So Tampa, Carolina, uh, Tampa, obviously, they did exactly what we predicted last week. Uh, they came back. Brady got his revenge game. Man, ever playing Brady the week after he loses, it's always got to suck. <laughs> Only they could lose every year in the championship game and then go just destroy in the Super Bowl. Um, he looked... Brady looked great for a 43-year-old quarterback. Um, dude, A.B. looked good. 
Uh, Rojo, I mean, that offense is clicking. The defense, we already know how good it is. But when that offense is clicking, that team is unstoppable. Yeah, it's kind of it's actually scary watching the um, old Big Gronk get involved and consistently making big plays. There, there's just you can't guard one person on that team. Um, very difficult, very scary. It's actually like a scary offense. And they'd be smart to do what the Patriots did for so many years, where they kind of just kind of monitored Gronk's snaps throughout the season, and then they unleashed him in the playoffs. So the Patriots did every year. They would keep him out of practice almost every week um, because he's got those back injuries. When he's playing at full force, they're almost unstoppable. They're a terrifying team. Yeah, the story here for me is is Ronald Jones. It was, I mean, he. The Carolina Panthers are a terrible defense, twenty seventh by DVOA. Uh, but it, you know, even if you take out the ninety eight yard run, you know, sometimes these big runs can inflate numbers. He still went twenty two for ninety six. That's still almost four and a half yards a carry. Uh, yeah, you know, so that that's the bigger story for me because you know if if they cannot be one dimensional, then this is a whole different team in my opinion. So you know that's the story to monitor, especially as they go into next week. I'm sure we'll cover it because you know I think it's the game of the week next week. Rams at Buccaneers. So it's 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 going to be Ronald Jones in that run game that uh, that sway my opinion of of Tampa Bay because I said last week I think they're they were firmly in the second tier. I'm not going to move them up to their first tier game against um, a a CMC less battered Teddy Bridgewater Carolina Panthers. So we'll see. You, you actually, for me, um, their defense hasn't really played as good as we're, I'm expecting them to. They've got the talent, man. They're showing flashes, but they've really not been good as a whole. I'm g- yeah. giving up almost 30 points to the Panthers isn't really acceptable. Uh, uh, but it's been over and over. They, they haven't really shut anybody down, kind of like when the Saints took them down the, the previous week. I think that's their big concern. Um, but, man, Monday night's going to be exciting. But, guys, how about all the primetime games we got this week? Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday night? It's It's got to be the best I can remember. As Seems far like as, playoff football. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, Arizona, Seattle, Kansas City Raiders, and then uh, uh, Rams, Bucks. Three well, awesome primetime games. The Sunday night and the Monday night games are are typically great, but uh, the Thursday night game rarely matches up with all that. I mean, geez, we've had some horrific. Remember Jets Broncos? I just I almost <laughs> just stopped watching the NFL altogether after that game. That was one of the worst games of all time. Yeah, um, I haven't tuned in as many. It's an incredible slot of games just all around this week. Uh, the NFL. I I I, I got to tell you, man. Even with my team sucking balls this year. Um, it is such an exciting year. Just so much scoring, so much parity, like you were mentioning earlier. So much parity. Every time you think a team is good, except for the fucking Steelers, the Steelers keep grinding it out. They're the only team that just hasn't quite fallen off, but they have looked bad at times. But then you got teams like the Seahawks, man, who everyone was just willing to just give them the NFC crown just a couple weeks ago. And now, exactly. it's like, man, are they like third in their division? Yep. It's it's a wild fucking season. Uh, the only consistent thing that you really can see is that everybody in the NFC East sucks. Huge <laughs> the biggest yeah, ball. I mean, I mean, if you look in the AFC standings, there are nine teams with a six and three record like that, like six wins or above. Um, that is incredible for over halfway through the season. You know I mean? Yep. That's, 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 you know, projecting out. That means there's probably going to be, um, you know, up upwards of almost all those teams would have to fall apart to fall under eight and eight. 
Um, I, I don't, I don't have the information in front of me, but I don't remember the last time eight or nine teams in a division finished above 500. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the big stories of the weekend is uh, obviously Breeze's injury. Uh, just gruesome. I mean, one of the worst injuries I've heard of in a, like just horrific. He broke five ribs, three on one side, two on the other. And then he collapsed the lung. When you collapse a lung, that is not comfortable. You're literally only breathing at half capacity. I mean, it, it, it shrivels up. He stayed there the entire time in his pads like he was ready to go back in. I mean, what a fucking warrior. Well, I mean, that, that, that's that got to fire up your whole team, man. Every time you look at him knowing what he's going through, how does that not make you want to play tougher, like harder, and just get your shit done? Do you think they knew? No uh, way. Uh, no uh, way. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm not, maybe not everyone, but when, they, when he wasn't coming back for the second half, I'm sure there's conversations. Everyone had an idea. But just seeing him standing out there, knowing dressed, but yeah, you, you had to know he's f- fucked Mar- up. Marcus, I disagree. There's no way you let a guy just stay on the sidelines with a collapsed yeah. lung. I don't think they. I think it was actually very poor on their medical staff, and they are oh. lucky as fuck. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm talking about the players. The the medical staff definitely yeah. knew. Oh yeah, I, I think everyone had to have known at some point. Um, that's not. They took him in a half to get evaluated. Um, maybe they, they knew it. Like they they knew everything. I don't know, man, because a, a guy collapsed the a lung in my dorms my freshman year, and like an ambulance had to come. They had to like help him to breathe and stuff. It, it's a pretty serious injury. Um, but with with the Saints and Breeze being out, I mean, can the Bucks take the division number one? And number two, can the Saints do exactly what they did last year with Teddy Bridgewater? Can they continue to win games without Breeze? Uh, I do, uh, mainly because they're, they're starting to come together as a whole. They're, they're starting to get healthier. The defense is clicking. Um, you know, they were obviously the the favorite, one of at least my favorite going in, I guess, realistically. Uh, top to bottom, they're just so talented. Um, and I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what Jameis does with this team and that system, assuming he gets to gets the starting role. Um, I'd I wouldn't be upset if uh, Jameis beat the Bucks in the playoffs, so we get some good uh, some good content. <laughs> I, I think they're getting lucky with who they're going to be playing with Breeze out. Uh, I, I think you know if they were to lose Breeze, this is the stretch of games they want to lose because I've been very consistent on this show in in our group chats. I don't think. Winston is a NFL starting quarterback. I, I absolutely think he is at replacement level. And I think if, if they had the Tampa Bay's upcoming s- schedule, I think they, you know, they might go one and two or zero oh and three, but uh, I, I definitely think Jameis is enough of a quarterback to get through Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Um, those are four of the worst teams in the league. So, um, I don't think Tampa Bay takes over the division simply because of uh, the way the schedules lay out. I think this is still very much the Saints to lose. Yeah, the Tampa's got a harder road. Um, but as far as as far as the Saints, man, I'm pulling up their schedule now. They could still realistically be 13 and 3, 12 and 4 at the end of the season, which is looking what's coming up with Tampa it could be a tough number to achieve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Tampa, I mean, Tampa's, Tampa's still playing for a wild card, which is why during the last reaction show, I said Tampa's done. You can cross Tampa off the Super Bowl list. See, I think you're actually underestimating the Falcons. Um, if it wasn't for Todd Gurley, the Falcons would have won, what, five games in a row? 
the Falcons are weirdly a dangerous team. Uh, so if Winston, Winston can win one of those games, uh, yes, I agree. They're going to be fine. But they would, do not take the Falcons for granted, especially in that division. Any team can knock off any other team in that division. That's how the NFC South rolls. Um, and the Falcons, they can certainly play upset uh, against the breezeless Saints. Um, I think the Saints have something to worry about. I mean, if Jameis from last year comes out, that's not good news for the Saints. I mean, they, that's not the type of ball that they play. Uh, but the thing about this is, is that uh, Jameis has never had a running back like Kamara. He's never had an offensive line like the Saints have. I think Jameis is, personally, I think he's going to thrive. But we, I, I we, do. we will see. We will see. I absolutely do. I don't know Anybody who the offensive the coordinator is. Should Tom Hill start over him? <laughs> I can't believe that's even a question mark this week. The fact that it is is concerning about what the Saints think about uh, Jameis. Maybe they're just doing that to keep him on edge. Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, that you, you don't want the, the opposing team to only prepare for one. No matter what, both guys are going to be seeing snaps. Um, he might have a short leash, but uh, like you said, I think – with that defense, the line, Kamara, just the weapons there could, could be could be something. Um, obviously, the Saints are going to be really uh, keying in to see if he's someone to keep around going forward. But I, th- right. I think a lot, a lot of teams are really going to be watching the Saints next month to see if uh, they want to spend some money on Winston next year. Yeah, sure. I don't know who Pete Carmichael Jr. is. He He's the offensive coordinator for the Saints. But if his game plan isn't feed Murray and Kamara a million times, then that is a poor, poor game plan. Uh, because Atlanta can't stop anyone, and neither can the, the Broncos. So, Sure. Well, uh, Ravens-Patriots, a huge surprise of the weekend. I mean, there, there was just so much action last weekend. It's hard to even know what game to even pinpoint. Uh, for me, Patriots knocking off the Ravens. I'm telling you, this is an ego game for Bilicek. Um, if, if anybody thinks the Patriots are trying are trying to um, collapse and try to get Trevor Lawrence, you're you're fooling yourselves. Bill Bilicek has way too much of an ego. He thinks, and he's good at this. He is. Um, he's he he thinks he can always go out there and find a talent to replace whoever it is at quarterback. Uh, they get their defenders back next year. I don't think he thinks that he needs Trevor Lawrence, but to beat the Ravens, I mean, that has to be so exciting as a Steelers fan. I it's honestly, I've, I've hated having a root for the Patriots and, uh, and, but they finally didn't let me down. Uh, normally I'm, I'm rooting against them and they find a way to screw me or betting against them. And they find a way to screw me. Uh, it, it was magical. Uh, I've always talked, you know, a lot of shit on Lamar Jackson. Uh, I said, the Steelers figured him out last year, which they did. Um, and it showed in the playoffs. And just like Alex Smith, he can't throw the ball downfield consistently. And that's what's going to cost them. Yeah, he's, he's athletic. He's talented. But uh, ju- just a heads up, man, there's a damn good chance the Ravens miss the playoffs the way the AFC shaping up. For sure. Man, I, I, for this game, it showed me as in the AFC, the Steelers have to worry about one team, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't think New England makes the playoffs still. Drew, I know you still think they slide in at – New England? Uh, yeah, I don't no. think New England makes a playoff. They 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 they're tenth in the AFC with uh with about five teams in front of them to get in comfortably. And, and if you look at their schedule, it isn't easy. So, you know, I, I'm not worried about New England as a Steeler fan. And this game showed me all I needed to know uh that Lamar can't win in the cold weather when things get dicey in a close game. Uh in my mind, this this game eliminated both teams from me. 
uh, as being any sort of AFC contender. In fact, I'm more worried about the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans than I am either one of these teams. I, I think the Ravens are still going to make the playoffs. Uh, I've been out on New England since like week three. I, I, I have not liked them for quite some time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the team that keeps winning and keeps surprising us is the Dolphins. Uh, they win again against the Chargers. I don't know if it's more of a, of a story that the Dolphins won or if it's more of a story that the Chargers just keep fucking losing this team. How, how can such a talented team fall short so often? It's insane. It really is. Can you imagine what this Dolphins team would do to the the Baltimore Ravens? They would eat Lamar alive. Uh, the, the uh, you know if we're if we're picking hierarchy in the AFC, I would firmly put Miami ahead of Baltimore and New England right now. I how love good, what Miami's doing. I'm coming around. How good does Derek's uh, Miami winning the AFC East prediction look? About God, you know, I'm a hot take guy, and he took that hot take from me, so I'm pretty pissed actually. <laughs> phenomenal man it's, it's just beautiful to watch new england not really be in contention uh i think they're gonna do some spoiling uh they're like they're it's weird to say they're the spoiler team here at the end of the season um big games against you know rams miami and buffalo and how how new england finishes could really change who takes it in the east and it could actually maybe knock one of those teams out um it's man i'm, I'm so excited miami, for the final miami it's just it's just they're so balanced you know, they don't have a great offense. Um, they don't have a great defense. I mean, they're they're not top 10 in DVOA in offense or defense, but they're just solid. There, there, there really isn't any weak. There's no weakness in special teams. They they just they do all the little things. Um, and it, the sum of its parts is great. Or, yeah, the, uh, the, the sum of its parts are greater than any individual talent. And, you know, they're just a good team. Right well, and, and they're so well coached that if, if – Brian Flores developed so much trust with his players with the shit he did last year. Um, and they're only getting better. Remember, they've got two picks coming up in this next draft as well. Um, and one's looking like it's definitely going to be in the top five with the Texans, uh, maybe top three. Uh, but Miami, Miami. They'd be smart to trade out. They'd be smart well, to trade out, don't you think? Well, yeah. Well, So let's just say the Texans finish with a three pick. Someone could be wanting to jump up into that spot and you know maybe give Miami two first rounders for a, another quarterback. So the the future is absolutely bright in Miami. Um, and you know, truthfully, them uh, I talked about the Chargers last week uh, or on Sunday. Uh, Miami and the Chargers, obviously the Chiefs, for the next couple of years. Uh, Miami and the Chargers are two teams that are going to be the the face and domination of the AS, AFC for the years to come. Young, talented teams that just need to stay healthy, and obviously right. the Chargers need a new coach. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Let's talk about the 9-0 Steelers, man. Um, I don't think, you know, anybody that was fooling themselves into thinking that, I saw a lot of Bengals fans coming on our Facebook group saying that the Bengals were going to win. Yes. Um, you're, I you're talked about yourself. this on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, come on now. The Ravens have been blowing out the Bengals. Uh, there's, there was no chance of that happening. It wasn't just the fans, man. I mean, I said it on the show last, last Thursday pundits on NFL Network were saying this was ripe for an upset game. I mean, it was it was a sexy upset pick and, you know, it was people overreacting from the Dallas game is what it was. I mean, um this defense is just it's it's a Super Bowl winning defense. It 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 really I mean, Joe Burrow was putting up historic numbers. They made Joe Burrow look like Mitch Trubisky. 
I mean, Burrow didn't know what to do. It, it was the worst he's ever been in the pocket. It was the most indecisive. It was he was missing high. He was missing wide. I mean, Burrow looked out of sorts, and it was the first time he's really looked all a sort out of sorts. And I don't think that's a that's not a diss on Burrow. That's a extreme compliment to the Steelers' defense. What I like, um, obviously, I, I talk a lot of shit about the Steelers and things that they do. I'm very happy with their performances. Now we're coming on three straight trap games in a row, Dallas, Cincinnati, uh, Jacksonville coming up this weekend. What I like is they usually, other than playing down to opponents, they lose a handful of those games against bad teams, equal teams. They just find ways to lose. For What's nice that that I'm happy to see is they're finishing games. It's not always pretty, um, but they're coming out with wins, and you're finding different gritty ways to do it. And – that's the difference between playing at home come January time or, you know, getting losing on the road to, you know, a, a team that you just need yeah. the home field advantage. I, for. I got a, I got a question for both of you. Cause I know you're both degenerates and I, and I saw this on Twitter today. Um, if the Kansas city were going to Pittsburgh for the AFC championship game, what would the line be right now by DraftKings? Marcus. One uh, I was, I was going to say Chiefs minus two and a half. Okay. Drew, what would you say? Steelers one and a, one and a half. If it's if it's in Pittsburgh, yes. I yeah, think so. uh, it's right in the middle. Chiefs a one-point favorite uh, is is what DraftKings would put that game at right now if it was tomorrow, which which just blows my mind that, you know, they, they would have the Chiefs, who everyone thought was going to be the bar none best team. That, that shows you how real they think the Steelers are. Um, so I, it, it's, it's shaping up to be a really, really fun, uh, second half of the year between those two teams that I think have distanced themselves while the NFC still wide open. I think the AFC is about as predictable as it can get right now. Yeah. Agreed with that. Agreed with that. Uh, obviously the Vikings take care of business in one of the worst, ugliest football games of the year. Uh, somebody was- has to lose drew. Somebody yeah. has to lose. I mean, Kirk Cousins, his first Monday night game. I mean, that's really the storyline of this. Uh, out of 10 games, he wins one. Um, and the announcers were kind of awkwardly talking about it. It's like, oh, you know, a lot of people think it's unfair to say that. Nine games is a large sample size. It's not a small amount of games. At some point, you know, it is a trend. So he got that monkey off his back. I don't know if you're watching the game towards the end. He was celebrating like, like a dork at like two and a half mm-hmm. minutes out. Um, he, he really was excited. I, I felt good for him. Uh, last year when he beat the Cowboys in Sunday night football, that was the first primetime game period he had won. Um, this is a guy that's just been embarrassing in the spot. Uh, as a Vikings fan, it was good to watch, but man, if you can barely take care of business against what I think is a really bad bears team. Um, I just, I don't think there's, I still don't think there's any need to get excited about the Vikings. See, I, I do. I, that's why I disagree with you. And obviously, you're, that's your home team. Uh, I still see the Vikings getting into the playoffs. Um, that seventh that seventh seed is going to be huge. Um, we definitely know there's only one team coming out of the East. Uh, so I, the Vikings are still well within it. You know, just you know, keep, keep uh, cohesion. The defense just needs to play solid and continue to play solid. Dalvin, stay healthy. Uh, I absolutely see the Vikings getting a wild card win. So, so he, here's my question, and it, this is why I can't say the Vikings are going to get in because they have to get over one of these three teams. They have to get in in over Seattle, Tampa Bay, or Arizona, 
And I just don't see them getting in over any of those three teams. I think it's going to suck, Drew. I think you're going to end up getting eighth or ninth in the NFC by a game. Um, you know, and I think it's it's going to be a really brutal beat because I do think you guys are going to probably fire back to get to eight and eight and nine and seven. I just can't see one of those teams completely falling apart. Um, see, I, I disagree. There's some tough schedules coming coming down the stretch, and those three teams are probably going to keep splitting as as the season goes on. Um, it'll it'll be close, but. It's, out of, out of those three, then you know, uh, you know, I know you're not picking your boys in Arizona. Um, so are you picking Seattle to fall out? Because I think right now they're the like, like the most likely out of those teams to fall out. So I, I would probably lean there, but um, the Ram, the Rams got a kind of a tough schedule coming up. Um, I was just going to say that this Bucks game is going to be a very tough one, um, but. Let's see, they play Arizona twice still, Seattle one more time, uh, San Francisco, who, you know, they are what they are. But Tampa and New England, you know, you can't sleep on New England. So the Rams, I would probably lean towards them finding a way to fall out. Um, but, you know, one of my predictions was all three get in. But if, if it's going to go any of them, I'll probably say the Rams fall out and Seattle finds a way to slide in there. Look at this Rams schedule. They play the Bucks, then they play the 49ers, they play the Cardinals, they play the Patriots, they play the Jets, then they play the Seahawks again, and then the Cardinals again. So they still have to play the Seahawks twice. There's easily three losses on that schedule, easily, straight up, because I still don't believe in the Rams. I really don't. I really still I, – I, I don't care. You know, they took care of business against Seattle – sort of the um, the Vikings almost in Seattle. So I'm not ready to buy in on the Rams yet. They have a great defense, but Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. I think you can catch them off guard. I think the Bucks smash them next week, personally. That's just my thought. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I do think that the Rams, out of all those teams, is by far the most likely to fall out. But I don't think they do. And I don't think the Vikings make, make the playoffs. I've been saying if, that. If, 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 if. Um, I think that's where it's most likely because Seattle's got a K, almost cakewalk going going home stretch. Yep, and I don't think the Cardinals are going to fall out. Certainly not. Can you imagine uh, that three NFC West teams? Like, what a division! That, that division is ridiculous. But all right, guys, any uh, closing thoughts or anything like that? Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, just uh, just real real quick. I, I I hate to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Um, it's got to be our weekly NFC East. Who wins that division? The Giants upsetting Philly. Washington loses again. Um, I mean, again, the Dallas, I think, is probably the worst team in that division, in all honesty. So as we go into week 11, who do you guys having winning the NFC East? Well, Somebody has to. Somebody has to. I'm, I'm hopeful for the Giants. That, that's who I'm going to root for. Because, uh, you know, fuck Philly, fuck Dallas. Dallas right now is playing for a top four quarterback. Um, which do not be surprised when they when they uh, when they take my boy Justin Fields in the draft. Um, but there's actually just tough schedules all around. Giants Giants win it at five and eleven. Yeah, give me the Giants too, and I'm not just like rooting for them. I honestly think they're just going to straight up win it. Um, if if you look at how they're playing, they are getting better week by week. Um, Daniel Jones takes care of business last week, um, and guess what? That is only his second non-Washington uh, win of his entire career. <laughs> Daniel Jones only has six wins. This is a fact. Daniel Jones only has six wins in his entire career. Four of them are against the Washington football team. And then two of them, he just got one of them last week against the Eagles. 
The Eagles are so fucking bad. There is no sign that Carson Wentz is going to turn it around. There's no sign of that. In fact, he seems to be getting worse and worse. This team that everybody expects to turn around, they're not. Like I said in our group chat, I think it's time to start blaming Doug Peterson. I think it's time to start saying, you know what? Maybe this Eagles run was kind of a fluke. Maybe they just fell on this extremely good roster and they went on this phenomenal run. But I do believe that the Eagles are done. The Cowboys are certainly done. I mean, if, is there any doubt about that? I mean, they're, they're horrible. Uh, the Redskins with Alex Smith, get the fuck out of here. The, the Redskins aren't winning anything. So I think by default, the Giants are, it's it's like the, it's it's embarrassing. But yeah, it's, I mean, the, it, not only are the Eagles bad, bad, but they got, they're playing a first uh, uh, you know, they're playing a good schedule. They have Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cardinals. I mean, that's they're, they're going to be staring 4-9-1 and one right in the face here. And, and they're not beating any of those teams. They're not coming close to against any of those It was one of my favorite teams. memes of the week where the it's the Pepper Perry or, or whatever, the, the, the porn meme with, where all the yeah. guys are standing around here on the couch. And it's, it's, it's all their upcoming schedule. Because that's the thing. The Eagles' schedule down the stretch is fucking brutal. They're going to lose almost every game. So I think the Giants grind it out, and it'd be it'd be really interesting to see Daniel Jones. I, I kind of root for the guy in a weird way, but I still think he sucks. By the way, yeah, still it's, think it's, terrible. it's tough because that team's so bad. They yeah. just all all around every facet of that team is just I, terrible. I got I still got Washington at six and ten getting in. They need a better quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can't fault you for that. I, it's going to be Giants or Washington for me, but Eagles and Dallas are just out of it at this point. Even though I, I, think- I don't know this, I'll have to look this up for uh, for tomorrow's podcast. But what do you guys do? You guys know what the best, the worst record for winning the division? I gotta seven, imagine seven to nine is what so, I remember. I think this pencils in as the worst team to ever win a division. Then I called it five five wins wins the division, and then and then somehow wins at home in the wild card. Everyone will lose their mind. So, I mean, the Steelers have nine wins. The entire NFC East have ten. That's incredible. It's unreal. Incredible. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank cool. you so much for joining us, and uh, have a great night. Good See night. you, guys. See you.